Welcome to Destinations Unveiled. I'm your host, Amanda, owner of Adventure More, a travel design agency specializing in adventure travel. Join me as we explore the world's most fascinating places, offering insights, inspirations, and travel advice from industry friends around the globe. On today's episode, we're joined by my friend, Louise, to talk about Ireland. Welcome, Louise. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. To get started, I was just hoping you could tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe how you got into the industry. Uh, yeah, sure, no problem. So um, I'm from Ireland. I'm from Sligo, which is in, in the northwest of Ireland. And I guess uh, like growing up, we wouldn't have had many opportunities for foreign holidays or, you know, leaving the country. It wasn't really the done things. So I've always loved exploring Ireland and exploring the places that are on my doorstep. Um, but I guess when I got older and kind of started leaving the country more, I've always really, really enjoyed experiencing like different cultures. And then within my own family group and my own social interests, I'm always the planner. I'm always the one that's organizing <laughs> the vacations and the holidays. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say that I never, ever considered a career in this industry until I came here, until I came to Wilderness Ireland. Um, <laughs> I never thought that I would be a fit for someone to design itineraries because I wasn't very extensively traveled outside of Ireland. I, I think I had a little bit of um, like a preconceived idea that you need to be like an adrenaline junkie, you know, uh, going to far flung <laughs> places with nothing but a backpack uh, on your back to, yeah. to understand what was needed to design trips. But however, I think uh, way more important than being extensively traveled is um, the ability to be able to understand people. And I guess that's what I strive with. I really try and connect with the people that I design trips for and to understand what it is that adds value for them within their trip. So for some people, it could be simple home comforts like having the right size beds or maybe staying in an location where they have walking access into towns and villages mm -hmm. and then for others it might be that exceptional five-star hotel or it might be uh, a guide remembering them mentioning something earlier on in the week and then coming back to them later in the, in the week and being like hey guys we're going to make that work tomorrow you know so for yeah. me really the, the prospect of being able to help plan a dream vacation where I get to showcase what's the best of Ireland I just I find it really really uplifting and really really motivating and uh, I love it yeah that's fantastic um to you what makes Ireland such a, a special destination um I think tricky one it, it kind of There's is so, like so uh, many things so <laughs> it's it's not from it's not one specific place or one specific thing i think for me like ireland is renowned for you know stunning landscapes and a rich history and its culture and everybody talks about the hospitality you know um but i actually think a lot of people have a lot of emotional connection with ireland mm -hmm. and that could be because of ancestors and actual family trees where they can go back and they can see the generations that emigrated from ireland or it can be something that's more a kinship or a connection, like a throwback to what maybe was perceived as simpler times where things like community, family were, you know, really, really important um, concepts to hold on to. So I think yeah. really it's Ireland's history um, and our, our, I guess our relationship with immigration. It means that there are, you know, descendants all around the world yeah. who come from here. So. For anybody that holds their heritage or 
their identity. And I think certainly in this day and age where people are getting a lot more into realizing where they come from or, or, or researching where they come from and researching their heritage and connecting with their identity, Ireland can hold a very, very special meaning me, uh, meaning for them. And I think definitely I would see that a lot when I'm designing trips for people or we have people who come to us looking to visit Ireland. There's always one member in the group whose dream it has always been to visit Ireland. Sure, sure. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, is there a better time of the year to visit or what's what's your favorite time of the year? Um, yes, I, I, I think that the short answer is there are definitely better times to visit Ireland <laughs> than others. Uh, we are, there's no getting around it. We are at the mercy of the weather. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're very, very grateful for the amount of rain that we get because, you know, it provides for the lush kind of green pastures uh, mm-hmm. that our Ireland is so synonymous with. But uh, the flip side of that is winter and early spring can be pretty wet and can be pretty windy and can be pretty grey. And it can definitely not show you the best side to Ireland. Um, For anyone that is looking to come and visit Ireland over that kind of winter period, I would always say do Christmas and New Year and do it in style, like stay, stay in one of the five star resorts where there's a lot of amenities on site and things are going to be put on for you because... A lot of the small, quirky, off the beaten paths places will be closed for the winter. Right. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's hard to do it, it, an itinerary where you're traveling around and you're seeing the best of places when when places are shut up for the winter. Yeah. My favorite time of year for Ireland, I would say, is from April onwards. That's when you're getting all of the spring colors coming in. The flowers are looking their best. Um, everything is blooming. You've got an old, awful lot of wildlife. So you've got all the new lambs in the fields. You've got the mm. nesting birds, you know. Um, it's it's definitely a time for a lot of new life. Um, and even, you know, even in the height of summer, like temperatures in Ireland are never really going to get too hot depending on where where your travelers are coming from so i wouldn't let high summer put you off coming either um for some people they love that busy feel of a town and a village with loads of activity happening you know loads of people around june july and august is like the height of our busy seasons so you would have a lot of things like live music in the pubs and festivals and farmers markets happening each week you know there's a lot of uh, buzz and hype around um, but I would say April or May is my favorite time to come. It feels lovely when you get to May. You've come out of the winter. You've survived. Uh, you, the weather is getting nicer. It's a lot more settled. And then you've got this like promise of a long, hot summer ahead of you. We never get it, but we can we can dream every year that it's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> with the weather changing these days, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Global, yeah. you know, the the the. the planet warming and global cli- climate and global change we're always kind of making that joke here in Ireland that like well it's not helping with our temperatures anywhere, so we're, <laughs> we're probably going to get wetter <laughs> amazing um what's one of your favorite adventure activities that that people can do in in Ireland uh, we were really, really fortunate in that we have a wide scope when it comes to offering adventure activities because we are such a nature based nation, you know, and the outdoors yeah. are literally on our doorstep. My favorite probably would be hiking um, mm-hmm. only because. I don't cycle, or at least I try not to. <laughs> okay, I don't makes me. <laughs> um, 
Um, but I, yeah, I'd have to say like a glorious hike in Cork or Curry would be one of my favorite. Um, there is a, a cable car that you can get to a remote island off the coast of the Bear Peninsula down in Cork. Oh, it's, yeah. it's actually it's Ireland's only cable car, by the way. And some days you have to share it with the local sheep population that are coming to the mainland and back again. <laughs> but it takes you to an island called uh, Dersey Island and you can uh-huh. spend the day hiking and exploring there. The island itself is only, it's like six, it's very small. It's like six and a half kilometers long and, and a kilometer a half wide. Uh-huh. And it ge- it just gives you the most unspoilt views of the Atlantic Ocean. It uh-huh. feels like you're at the end of the world. It feels like there isn't another soul in sight it's loved by hill walkers, uh, bird watchers, anyone who's just really seeking that tranquil retreat away from the world that you you literally there's no phone signal. You're just you're on your own with nothing but the ocean and the sky and the animals and the scenery and nature. And it's just such a, an amazing place to visit. Yeah, that does sound amazing. Oh, wonderful. Is there a unique cultural activity that really brings people together? Um, oh gosh, I mean, our, I think we're known for our singing and our dancing yes. and yeah. our <laughs> love of drinking and pubs <laughs> and <our laughs> celebration together. You know, um, I think Ireland has, like, we've produced some of the world's greatest talents when it comes mm-hmm. to music and dance. And it really something like that really is a great activity um, to bring people together, especially when you're working with, like, say, a group of friends or if you have like a multi-gen family, yeah. uh, bringing them together in song and dance um, and storytelling and that kind of culture is just fantastic. Like we, You can, I suppose you can do that in so many different ways. You could just go into a local pub where there's a trad session happening order a pint at the bar and sit and enjoy it, you know, and then just tap your foot. Or you can bring that right through to say, we've had families who've been staying with us for um, a week in an an exclusive use property. And we've had musicians and dancers come in, put on a performance, get everybody up dancing, teaching them a few steps of a jig or a reel. And like, you know, everything from the kids right up to the older generation, absolutely love that and get something different out of it, you know. Um, so I would definitely definitely say our, our musical heritage and our musical culture brings a lot of people together. Oh, wonderful. That sounds fun. Yeah, Do you have a favorite accommodation that you like? To, I know there's so many wonderful options, but do you have one that there is, really stands yeah. out? Uh, like, uh, it, I think an accommodation can really make a break. Um, a vacation in Ireland and depending on, on what your your travelers are looking for they may want that real small traditional thatched cottage type feel or the, you know right through to to five star elegance and castles and stuff like that yes. for me um my favorite would be Ballin Hinch Castle which is in Connemara in Galway um I don't know if you're familiar with it Ballin I have Hinch, I've stayed there it's, you've stayed it's there amazing yeah, it oh, is yes. it's like it's the perfect blend of luxury without pretension. Yes. You know, it's it's very traditional. It's almost homely. You would kick your shoes off coming mm-hmm. in the door, you know, and sit by the fire. But then you've got this like excellent standard of service and comfort and the setting. You're right in the heart of Connemara. You've got the mount, you've got the 12 bends actually surrounding you. Mm-hmm. Um 
the history of the house is absolutely fascinating. I don't know if you looked into it when you stayed there, but it was once owned by uh, an Indian Maharaja. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a favorite writing retreat for WB Yeats. It's been visited by dignitaries and presidents, including Gerald Ford over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, it has such a magical history to it. And then today, with the way it's been restored, it's got like extensive gardens. It's got its own private salmon fishery. It's got its own little traditional Irish pub on site, as well as being able to offer fine dining options and casual dining. Um, yeah, it's. It, I think for me, it ticks all the boxes. It's where I feel most comfortable while still being able to be feeling like you're surrounded by something really special. Yes, it it did feel special. And walking the grounds was incredible. It's just yeah. stunning. Yeah. Yeah. Those river views are just amazing. Yes. It was amazing. Mm. Um, What about a favorite restaurant? Ah, yeah. There's, you know, lots of times visitors to Ireland are not really expecting the quality of the food to be as good as as it is. (laughs) Um, And we get this the whole time. You know, we were expecting great scenery. We were expecting the rain. We weren't expecting the food, the food, the food, the food. It's, it's outrageous. It's so, so good. Um, particularly the restaurants that you find along the west coast and um, mm-hmm. where their produce is local you know um, there's a big movement in Ireland for things like farm to fork or having all of the ingredients sourced within the local region like you know 20 kilometers 30 kilometers from the the restaurant mm-hmm. I, I love I love like a gastro pub you know, where you have yes. that kind of traditional atmosphere alongside really, really excellent food in a more casual um, atmosphere. I've, I have sta- I have dined in Michelin star restaurants and they are fantastic. Um, but I prefer uh, an atmosphere where you're kind of rubbing shoulders with the locals and where you don't know whether, you know, somebody's going to pull out a fiddle or or a baron in the corner, you know, and there's yeah. going to be a, a music session. So for me, the more kind of gastro, traditional gastro pubs are, are would be my favourite. There's a mm-hmm. place up in Donegal. It's got the best name. It's called the Rusty Mackerel. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is right at the foot of uh, Sleeve League and okay. it's award winning, you know, so it is, mm-hmm. it's up there when it comes to its food and its menus and where they source it's like a traditional bar slash restaurant and it gets a really great mix of locals as well as visitors uh, who come for, you know, the crack and the keol and they get that particular Donegal welcome, which is a little different than everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds amazing. I'll have to edit it's brilliant. to my list. Out. Absolutely. I can <laughs> highly recommend it. Climb, climb Sleeve League and then in there for uh, like a seafood chowder or uh, a beef and Guinness pie and a pint of Guinness. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. Are there any other hidden gems that um, someone might be interested in? Any any uh, other yes. secret spots? So many. I, th- uh, I think uh, the hidden gems of Ireland can really be found when you explore off the beaten track and when yes. you come away from the more tourist areas. And that's not to say that you don't get to see places like Galway or Kerry mm-hmm. or Dublin, you know, those bucket list kind of places that sure. people do want to see when they come to Ireland. It's not that you need to explore places that nobody's ever heard of. But when you do experience these regions, when you do it with the locals or when you do it mm-hmm. with a, a guide who knows the insider track to these regions and um, mm-hmm. to these smaller towns and villages, 
it really brings the area to life and you really find those hidden gems that you weren't expecting, you know. Um, I would think something like the, say, cycling the Greenway. So you can, there's a, a I don't know if you're familiar with what Greenways are in yeah, Ireland. Yeah. They're the abandoned um, railway lines that have been mm-hmm. repurposed to safe cycling tracks. So there's one from Westport to Ackle Island. Okay one greenway that you can cycle so you can rent your bikes in Westport you can hop on the greenway and it brings you the whole way out to Ackle Island oh, and wow. the the opportunities that you have along the way stopping at little local cafes or you know grabbing a bit of lunch coming through to the island getting up to King Beach the views down there like that would be a hidden gem to me because I think not yeah. m- many people would think to explore those areas yeah uh, yeah I, I, what else something like that or oh that's fantastic yeah the other one that I was thinking of was kayaking like mm. we have some fantastic shorelines and little mm-hmm. coastal inlets and little wee coves and um joining maybe a local activity provider who brings you out kayaking around Galway Bay something like yeah. that I think you get to see you get to, I love it when we're able to have our clients explore the region that they feel they want to see, you know, when they come with their their bucket list and they're like, I want to go and see the Cliffs of Moher and I want to visit Carnan or sorry, Killarney National Park and I want mm-hmm. to maybe uh, visit uh, Blarney Castle, you know, for argument's sake. Sure. Sure. Like, yeah, no problem at all. You want to go and see the Cliffs of Moher? We do an amazing boat trip under the Cliffs of Moher where you're literally looking up at them. Oh, wow. So you're you're still seeing it. You're still ticking yeah. it off the bucket list when you go back home. And yeah. you say to people, we were just in Ireland. They're like, oh, did you get to see the Cliffs of Moher? You're like, yeah, we did. But you know what? We were with a boat, a local boat guy who brought yeah. us under the cliffs, who talked to us about the, the nesting birds and the different... Mm species that use this as home and their migration patterns and how important that is to the the ecosystem and stuff like that like when we can do it in a way that that is a teaching moment or a transformative moment that's that's that becomes a hidden gem for us absolutely yeah is there anything that someone should know before visiting Ireland or something in particular to bring with them? Maybe a rain jacket, but <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> Always expect rain. Yeah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> you know, it's it's such a cliche, the Irish yeah. talking about the weather, but uh, absolutely yeah. a good lightweight waterproof jacket is a must. The good thing about rain in Ireland is because we're such a small island, it blows in, you know, from the Atlantic and it blows right off again. So yeah. you will get showers, but they won't last, especially sure. in, in the warmer season. Yeah. Um, but definitely bring your waterproof jacket with you. Yeah. I think um, little little gems like our little insider tips, like if you're looking for live traditional music in the pubs, they tend, mm-hmm. those sessions tend to start a little bit later in the evening. So if you're heading in at five or six o'clock and you're asking, you know, is there music on tonight? They'll be like, yep, the band will be on at nine or the band will be on at 10. So be prepared to maybe adjust your sleeping clock a little. If that's something that you want to check out um, while you're here. What else? It takes longer to drive and to navigate around Ireland than you think. It's don't (laughs) pass any heed to what google maps tells you if it says on google maps it'll take you an hour to get there it'll take you two okay <laughs> add an hour on to everything yes <laughs> um 
our roads obviously are a lot narrower, but we share those roads with tractors and buses and trucks. So, you know, that can slow everything down. So it does, it takes a lot longer to get anywhere than you think. Um, Portion sizes. We get this so, so much, which I'm always so surprised (laughs) by. But you will be well fed. We are feeders. We are a nation of feeders. No matter where you go in Ireland, you will be offered tea. You will be offered cake. You will be offered more food than you can imagine. So be prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe fast a little bit before you come. Fast a little bit before you come and uh, learn to say, no, I'm fine. Thanks very much. (laughs) Excellent. Any other order? Order half okay. portions. Yeah. Half portions. Can order, you do that? Order children's size. Oh, you can. Absolutely. Yeah. You yes. can. You, can. Yeah, you yeah. might not get it, but you can. Yeah. <laughs> Any other little bits of wisdom that you'd like to share? Anything that we didn't uh, cover? We covered quite a bit here. We did. Yeah. I think the only thing I would say is when people are starting to look at our at, at Ireland as a destination, it can seem quite small on the map compared to other countries and nations that they may have visited. And it can be really, really tempting to try and fit a lot into your itinerary based on this your, your perceived perception of how Ireland can be. You know, it, it yeah. seems small enough to do that. I would say throw that idea out. Try and yeah. slow down and try and be a lot more immersive with your trip planner. So I would say a minimum of two nights in, in each location, yeah. preferably three. Yes. Um, have one kind of like uh, central activity or one focus for the day, but don't fill up your day where you're constantly on on a on a a time clock. You know, oh well, we got to leave this, we got to go because we got to be. Yes. You know, it's going to take us a half an hour to get where we're going, and we have to be there, so we have to go, we have to go, we have to go. Yeah. Build in time in your day to go off on detours and to go off on tangents with your guide to wander down you know the small little boreens and time to really explore your surroundings and time to connect with the environment and and with the rural landscape I know from years of doing this where we have over designed itineraries where we have Mm -hmm. packed too much into a day because that's what the client wanted that they their feedback has really been I wish we'd slowed down I wish we'd had more time I wish we'd I really really loved and I wish we'd built in a day or two there for us just to wander around, grab a coffee, people watch, sit by the harbour, shop for uh, gifts or, you know, little mementos um, or just spot something along the way that we wanted to explore, but we didn't have time because we were moving on to the next place or the next activity. So for me, that would be my, my biggest thing to share with anybody who's looking to come to Ireland is slow down and give yourself time in each region to really, really explore it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big believer in in slow travel and and taking your time and giving yourself the space to really wander and and take it all in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Fantastic. This was wonderful. Thank you so much, Louise. No problem at all. I enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah, it was wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. All right, then take care. Bye. Bye.